Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, people respondingly to that really cute story of a mouse filmed on a nature cam tidying up a man's shed every night. <laughs> okay. He would leave out like nuts, bowls of, you know, he's projects he's working right. on. He's very handy. And then he would find them all very nicely organized in the morning. He wanted to know what the heck was going on. It was a little creepy. Got a wildlife cam. It's a mouse. <laughs> That's should, interesting. It's so cute. They have it on the BBC if you want to know. The guy's name is Rodney Holbrook, and you can look it up BBC and watch the wildlife cam. I was sitting here kind of transfixed by it myself. And the mouse, I mean, he's struggling because he's little and, you know, but he man, yeah. he's hauling that stuff. And he's putting it all very neatly away where it goes. Well, they could. I would invite them to come to my garage. The ones I've got in my garage are lazy. They don't do anything but just poop in my drawers. Oh, they so. just leave droppings. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. And of course, these lazy cats I've got that don't do anything about it. So yeah, you need one of these mice. Maybe you could breed yeah. this one in yeah. with the population. Yeah. You know, yeah, something like that. Texter writes, "Hey, Tara, I raised two squirrels at different times. They wanted certain household items kept in their cabinet where they made a bed. Precious, engaging creatures, pocket and Velcro, which tells you something about our relationship." <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. Another texture writes, wish my kids would take a lesson from the mouse. Yeah, there you go. And tidy up. Okay. Speaking of tidying up, a uh, new kind of tidying up going on. This is kind of fascinating, actually. Uh, the 2023, we're getting a lot of stats from 2023. Homicide rate in the U.S. plummeted, mm-hmm. like fell precipitously. Yeah. And drop was so drastic uh, that the author of the study that... Uh, we're talking about here is quoted saying something that's one of the fastest declines in homicide ever recorded. Was there a reason the author thinks so? The study, um, by the way, uh, if you're, if you're interested in, in looking it up, uh, it's actually in Axios of all places, homicides in the U S set to drop by record numbers this year. They think the trend will continue. Okay. But why is it happening? This part is absolutely fascinating. It's because um, of the end uh, or removal of gun control, they think. 2022, um, okay, so we have the summer of love, right? 2020, police are stripped away. Homicide rate goes through the roof because now it's party time for Democrat voters, which is what we call criminals now. So so we just want to be accurate. So 2022, Supreme Court finally issues a landmark decision. It's called NYSRPA versus Bruin. And in a lot of these liberal cities, they made it hard to get a concealed carry permit. 
uh, even if you were completely law-abiding, they were using what are called may-issue systems for permitting, and that could, all kinds of mayhem that could keep you from getting a permit or drag it out. Well, Bruin wiped that away, and there was an absolute flood of people in New York then going and getting their permits because they just want to survive what's going on there with the Democrat voters in the streets. I don't know if you've seen it. It's terrible. A lot of mayhem. Yes. Uh, yeah. So... Um, But there was also a massive surge in concealed carry permit applications in other May issue cities, including Maryland, many places in California, many places in New York. It's going on all over the country, basically. Just a massive flood of people getting their permits. And simultaneously in 2023, Lee, um, a massive flood of women and minorities getting permits and getting guns who had never had them before. And this is, of course, a response to the summer of love because they got to live in the hellhole that Democrats have created with their stupid policies. Mm -hmm. Be white Democrats, by the way, who live in those gated communities. I feel safe, but they want everyone else to live without police or guns didn't work. So the people went and said, "Okay, we're going to get some guns. Um, And so they're seeing this is sort of two things. The reaction to summer of love. It's sort of the tilting back and the fact then in these blue areas, it's now much easier to get a permit thanks to the Supreme Court. And we have a one-year most, you know, biggest plummet ever in homicides. Very interesting. Yeah, that's obviously a, a good thing. It's um, quite honestly, it, it sort of runs counter to what you think is anecdotal evidence because we report on all these shootings all the time. Um, but, um, you know, I would like to probably should investigate as to what the local figures look like. But um, here's the bottom line, though. Violent crime fell. Think about this. Even while gun control restrictions are being loosened. And it is so, you know, it, it goes against, I guess, what you would think. Oh, well, you know, if guns are tightly controlled, then crime mm-hmm. will be good. No, it's the opposite. If law abiding people can easily get guns, right. crime goes down. Homicide goes down. More people live. Now, here's the thing. There's still some cities with some strict gun control that use other laws that have not yet been struck down by the Supreme Court, like Washington, D.C. That's a big strict gun control area. And they point out you haven't seen the decline in the homicide rate there. In fact, it went up by 36 percent. So they're saying, you know, maybe it's time for people for these areas to re- you know, rethink their gun laws. Um, and maybe, you know, if you're not going to let police do it, because you want to de-police, then somebody's got to do it. Got to let people carry a gun. Well, th- you know, the, the logic of the situation rings true here. Gun control only punishes law-abiding citizens because criminals don't care. It, it, you know, you can sit here and say, oh, we should restrict the people being able to carry weapons or whatever. Okay, fine. For someone who is following the law, that may have an impact. They're not the ones who are going to be committing the crime. The criminals, however, they don't care. They're going to carry anyway. So I just, you know, I'm completely lost on any logic about all this gun control mess that violates our Second Amendment rights. Well, um, I'll tell you this. The, uh, just, when you know, when you go to look at, like, guns, we're going to need them because illegal immigrants want them. FBI just reported 45,000 illegal immigrants have gone and attempted to purchase a gun. Mm-hmm. Failed the background check. Yeah. And I'm sure they were all arrested. No. No. It is a crime to attempt to do that if you're not legally in the country. But whatever privilege class. So anyway, 
Um, yeah, they're seeing 45,000, but that makes me wonder how many succeeded because you just go use yeah. a straw buyer. I'm sure right. it's quite a huge number. Right. So illegals are armed. We should be too. Yeah. Um, because they don't belong in our country. So. Well, every, every legal resident should be encouraged to arm themselves. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not one of these who thinks, you know, you should require weapons in every home, although that would not be a bad idea as long as you, you know, are a responsible gun owner. Um, but, but still, if, if we were all armed to the need that we have, there'd be a hell, whole heck of a lot less crime. Yeah, and that's what they're saying. They're saying like a lot of these criminals outside of a couple of blue cities are like they're afraid now because so many people who used to be easy targets who you would assume wouldn't have a gun, women, mm-hmm. minorities were not as prone to get them concealed carry permit. Now they are. In fact, women and minorities now leading white men uh, in terms of the growth of the of concealed carry permit. It used to be more white guys than right. ever applying. Now it's men, it's women and minorities. So good. Um, it just keeps everybody safer and it really gets you back in touch yes. in a real personal way with the Bill of Rights. Yes, absolutely. Which I think we uh, we need more of. And it's an issue that Republicans, quite honestly, should use to their political advantage. It is an issue that you have some common ground with, with areas with demographics that aren't necessarily always, um, you know, considered to be Republican territory. Absolutely. And you know what, what it is for me, gun control is one of the most interesting things, subjects. It's the only one we've won on. But it's also the only one our side has fought on, really. Yeah. Consistent, fought hard, tooth and nail. And, I mean, the the NRA, for all its faults, yeah. uh, and it, it did kind of end badly, but the NRA, for many, many years, did an incredibly effective yeah. job. They were absolutely brutal to the Democrats in the way the br- Democrats are brutal to us, and we won. We won yeah. running away. Um, because and, we fought in the court of yes. public opinion and in the, in, the, in the legal system as well. And it was fought in the legislatures, too. And, you know, um, we've had plenty of fights in, in Colombia about getting constitutional carry, which we should have, period. We, well, actually, we have it. We just don't recognize it. Uh, and we have laws to circumvent that right, which we have. But, um, you know, the Republicans have at least, as you pointed out, that that's the one fight that we have fought and we have won on many occasions. We're still not where we ought to be, but we're darn close. We could do this with every issue if we wanted to. Oh, yeah. We really could. Yeah. Um, and again, here this is going to be very interesting, okay? Because Mike Johnson has said he won't shut down the government. So Joe Biden came right back, or at least his people came right back with, okay, cool, hey, fund this $14 billion fund. This is the one that they're using to move the illegals in. This is the one we should go line item out and go, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Why? Because if you don't give them the $14 billion, they can't hide the illegals by quickly shipping them into the country on planes, in buses. They're going to stack up. Yeah. You'll have hundreds of thousands just standing on the border, standing on the border. You'll be able to see it. Let's see if Mike Johnson's smart enough. In other words, Joe Biden is essentially saying, here, fund this $14 billion fund. He's daring them to shut yeah. the government down. Mm-hmm. They should take this one. I know shutting the government down is a risk, but you got to explain to the American people. Very, This is not about budget cuts, which are amorphous. This is like they want $14 billion to bring illegals into the country. We're saying no. We're saying no to the human trafficking. They should do it. But Joe thinks they're too scaredy cat. And that's why he's saying fund it. Let's see what they do. Are they going to fund Joe Biden's illegal immigration agenda? Let's see. I don't even know the answer. They're so crazy, these Republicans.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Good morning, Candace. Hey, Welcome Tara, back to the show. Hey, Tara. How are you? Good, good, good. All right, so tell us, because we've um, got this legislative session, South Carolina legislative session, our state legislature coming up. What do we need to look out for? Yeah, so they both um, chambers go back today. The General Assembly is back. They've got minimal committee meetings happening today, but a number happening later in the week. Um, so for those who may not tune in, um, you can actually watch a lot of the sessions online at the secstatehouse.gov. So starting at noon today, You'll see them go into the chambers and start working through some bills that kind of moved last year, some that may already be on the top of their calendars, their floor calendars. So um, as most people may or may be aware, hopefully you are, we are going into the second half of a two-year legislative session. So the bills that we'll start to see first are those that they started working last year, but probably those that pass one chamber or another um, that already have some some momentum behind them that can move out, and then they'll get to some bills that were pre-filed um, in late of 2023. So one we've got our eye on this week in particular that has a committee meeting tomorrow is a telehealth expansion bill. So, of course, there was the big certificate of need repeal bill in 2023 that passed the governor signed, which was tremendous for South Carolina. This telehealth expansion would really help even more so, especially thinking about our rural areas. Essentially what the bill does is says that if um, that you can have telehealth that crosses state lines, as long as that provider um, is, you know, kind of a, an approved provider for South Carolina or licensed to work in South Carolina, that you could have medical access across state lines, similarly to how like your car insurance works or other things that can go across state lines. So a big, big momentum forward in the healthcare space. Yeah, and this is a problem in state after state, which makes it so hard for competition to go across state lines. Then you get a couple of just, you know, big insurance companies in each state that are the only ones allowed to do business and costs go through the roof. We just really need that competition. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got our eye on that. We've also got our eye on some education bills 
that are looking to move as well. Now, these are bills that passed the House last year. So they're sitting in the Senate in the Education Committee um, with Senator Hembree, who's the chair of that committee on the Senate side. One is public school open enrollment. So getting rid of the um, arbitrary zip code barriers that limit students. Really, those zip codes were created by the Postal Service, but schools really latched onto them to determine you know, which school you could go to based on your residency. And so we're saying, no, we should get rid of that, open up a public school option for students where they could go to any public school. This, you know, I think a lot about students who may live on the district line. Um, I live in Pickens County. There's some schools in Greenville County that may be closer for students who live in Pickens County, but they can't go there right now because of the arbitrary zip code barriers. So being able to break down those barriers And then there's also another bill we're watching called a competency-based education bill that gets rid of a lot of the standardized testing in South Carolina and moves more to project-based, merit-based learning um, of subject mastery to determine does a student know a subject or not. A lot of students aren't good standardized test takers. A lot of colleges, in fact, have stopped taking some of the standardized tests as well. So really looking to bring our K-12 system up to, you know, more of a project-based portfolio type subject mastery to as to whether or not a student can move forward versus just are they a good test taker or not. Interesting. So would that get rid of all of the standardized testing if that passes or some of it or I'm just curious. Some of it. So, yeah, some of the state-based ones. So not all of it because some of them are federal tests, of course, right, to determine benchmarking. But for some of the state-based ones, yeah, it would give school districts kind of an option as to whether they wanted to do more project-based, you know, determination as to whether a student knows the subject or not. And and I think about my own kiddos. Um, I have a kiddo who, you know, even for spelling, she can orally tell me the spelling words and spell them appropriately, but then you go to do a written spelling test and she just falls apart. So, but she knows the content. So looking at some, some of the um, processes and regulations that are in place, you know, even around something as what might seem as minute as spelling as to like a student may know how to spell the word, but they just can't put it on paper, but that doesn't mean they don't know how to spell it. So, you know, at least in their mind. So thinking through some of that. So it's a, it would be a big transformative movement forward to get rid of a lot of the standardized testing and to think through, like, a lot of our workforce now is project-based. A lot of our workforce isn't you just go sit behind a computer all day long or you go work in a factory, which is how the school system was really created. And, you know, we still operate that way in a lot of, a lot of fashion. So this would get rid of that and move more towards the – kind of project base that we know a lot of companies are looking for when they go to um, hire students later on. Sounds great. Um, I hope they get a lot of this stuff, uh, a lot of this stuff uh, passed, Candace. We um, we really need them to stay on track with a lot of these. There's a lot of great bills. We have one of the least productive legislatures, which drives me absolutely nuts. Too many great bills just sit there and go nowhere. And yet we watch them pass uh, like a printing press out of Florida. So that legislature seems to be able to get this stuff done. Uh, but not here. I mean, in, in Florida now, you can go to and virtually anybody can go to private school with the money that would have been sent to the public school. We need that kind of competition. We did a little of that in this state, but it's, it's going to be less than 5% of kids. We need to get that number higher. Um, so that's why we need to tune into our legislature. Candace, where can they find you? Yeah, so check us out at americansforprosperity.org. I would also encourage you to follow us on social media at Americans for Prosperity South Carolina. We cover um, the, a lot of the session work, and we live stream some of the meetings, you know, if it's a bill that we're following in particular. Um, and even check out SouthCarolinaStateHouse.gov. There you can find out who your elected officials are, what all the committee meeting times are, and the ins and outs of all the bills. 
Amen. Candace Carroll with Americans for Prosperity. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on 98.9 WORD. Thanks, Tara. Have a great day. Stay safe out there with the weather. You too. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Did you see Fox News just now? Yeah, so Maria Bartiromo's on. And it's weird. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Dimon, who we talk about a lot here, is forecasting recession for this year. That's kind of weird because J.P. Morgan Chase's forecasting department is forecasting that the economy will slow, but that it should avoid recession. So J.P. Morgan Chase CEO has just thrown his own forecasting department under the bus. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of teeth gnashing going on in there. Why is he doing that? Here, I, look, I got a theory on it. <laughs> we'll just bottom line it for you. Over the last couple of days, we've learned our economy is fake. I mean, like, really fake. And now it's scary fake. Because Joe Biden is doing something that we've never seen before. Um, Not on this scale. China does it. He's always wanted to be a Chinese-style dictator, so maybe that's why he does it. That's why I call him Chairman Ho. Chairman Xi's stats that come out for his government are absolutely untrustworthy. Investors don't believe them, nor should they, because they're pretty much fake, and they don't open their books the way American businesses traditionally have uh, to inspection. Make sure the numbers are right, and on the up and up. Well, it turns out Joe Biden, well, his administration, his regime, faked the creation of at least 20% of the jobs last year. They put it a little differently in New York Post. Initial U.S. employment reports overstated jobs by 439,000 the first 11 months this year. Wow. So that's like 40,000 fake jobs a month? Yep. And that number is likely low, says Trump, former Trump economic advisor Larry Kudlow. Take a listen. 20%. 20% of the jobs growth in 2023 last year has now been revised out 443,000 jobs. My guess is more is coming when the so-called benchmark revisions come. A lot of this, by the way, is coming out of small businesses. Uh, there's something called a birth death measure. I'm yeah, not okay, he gets into, into it, it and I'm not going to. Anyway, it's, it's boring. But what, what you need to know the only good thing left about the economy, the Biden administration has crowed about this, is, oh, we're creating so many jobs. They weren't. They just made it up. I wonder what the final lie will be. We know from the first year of the Biden administration how high they're willing to go. They made up 1.1 million jobs that year. Totally fake. Revised. Now, revisions have happened before. They're pretty regularly happen with jobs numbers. It puts the number out for January. Two months later, they'll revise it up or down, Right. But usually not by a lot. It might be 5,000 here, 10,000 there. And it goes up and down. These only go one way, down. 
and uh, by a massive amount. In other words, I should say up because they revise them up by about 40000 every month, like clockwork. In other words, they're lying. We're not in a jobs boom. But wait till you hear this. If you want to see it, I've got the chart up on my Twitter account for you doubting Thomases who always have to touch the wound. I, don't, I get it. I'm the same way. It's from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And it's terrifying. We shed, are you ready for this? 1.5, American economy, 1.5 million full-time jobs in December. What? Yeah, in December. That's huge. That's not good. No, it's not good. What is that? Something's going on. You know what this is? This is a lot of businesses. They know their industry. They know what their orders look like. They know what their inventory looks like. They may not be experts like, you know, Joe on the rest of the economy, but they know something's wrong. Something's wrong. They're going to try to hide this until the election uh, using every trick in the book. So here's why this is so interesting. This 1.5 million full-time jobs disappearing. This is the highest spike ever in terms of job destruction ever recorded in U.S. financial history, except one other, and that was during COVID. Oh, that's not good. That's pretty massive. I mean, it took a shutdown to reach that level of disaster. So let's recap. 439,000 at least fake jobs last year. They're now, and by the way, the Labor Department just very quietly... Revised it down, hoping you wouldn't notice. Your humble host misses nothing. But there's something else going on here, and I'm going to tweet this out later, this part, uh, from Laura Ingram. 1.2 million jobs overall disappearing, full-time jobs, just poof, gone, right? Um, Replaced by 749,000 part-time jobs. Okay, what is that? That is the fakery right there, okay? Because this is the stupid way our government counts jobs. With part-time jobs, people shed part-time jobs a lot. They go get a job busting tables. They hear from their friend there's a better, a more highly paid one across town. They quit that job after six weeks, go get another one. That's counted as a new job, even if it's part-time. But when dad, who is the breadwinner for the family, loses his full-time white-collar job, that's only counted as one. And so somebody else goes across town, gets a part-time job making beans. Um, That's counted as a new job. See how that works? So when you see 746,000 new part-time jobs and a loss of 1.5 million full-time jobs, and those full-time jobs are mainly white-collar, we are hemorrhaging jobs in this country. I heard the news report earlier on. This was Fox News. It wasn't Lee's. And it was very fake. The guy was saying, oh, yeah, jobs, they're crazy, all kinds of jobs. And he says, you know, they're part-time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part-time. Tell them about the full-time jobs we just shed. Here's the question. Employers just did something unprecedented, except during COVID, which was caused by lockdowns, not the economy. This is caused by the economy. They shed 1.5 million jobs. Why'd they do that? And that was the full-time ones. So what you're seeing with all these people going and getting part-time jobs, and this is what the reporter conveniently did not tell you in that news report, some of them are woke too, um, is that people are having to go get multiple part-time jobs because they got fired from their full-time job because their employer knows something about the economy that... Joe Biden and, and, and the business media are not telling you. No, I don't know what that is, but it's not good. It's really not good. Here's what we know. Our economy's fake. 
if this number is fa- and think about this for a minute folks i read you this this quote yesterday from the the new york post and this is this is the real problem for america time to stop trading off the payroll data tweeted david rosenberg founder of rosenberg research associates yeah what does that mean well like china you can't trust what our government says you know you used to be able to trust uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman, you should be able to trust the Treasury Secretary. They were very exacting in their words. They were very, very calm in predicting things, understated things because they could move markets because people believed them. Now they're just agents of the Democrat Party and all the fakery. So, you know, the whole world got burned by, oh, inflation. Yeah, that's transitory. And I'm sitting here. I just got a journalism degree. Never worked for the Treasury. I'm like, no, it ain't. It's not transitory. It was at 4% then, went to 9 I was right. How did I figure that out? Same way I am now. Something's wrong with the economy, y'all. Bad wrong. The question is, can they keep a lid on it until the election? Can they hide the jobs? Here, uh, disappearing. I'd love to know this. Are you seeing this where you work? Are you seeing pink slips? Did you see pink slips in December? Did you see especially white collar uh, and full-time jobs disappearing, skilled jobs disappearing, well-paid jobs disappearing, because that's what's going out the door, and that is not good. Are you seeing this? Are you wondering, why it's so weird? Because I just turn on TV and everybody says your economy is great, but it's not great. Well, there you go. Ah, great song about the rain. Fits right now. I'm like deep inside this building in a studio and I can still hear the rain through two walls. So it must be really coming down out there. At least is where I am here in Greenville. All right. So we've been telling you about Chuck Schumer. Uh, no, not Chuck Schumer. Um, it was Dick Durbin, actually, pro- um, proposing that, hey, since um, we've now purged the military, I mean, since people aren't joining the military anymore, well, not blood- red-blooded American patriots, why don't we fill it in with mm, illegal immigrants from the border? And we even had some of those Muslim men, I played you the audio, who are coming through the Lukeville uh, site when asked, what are you here to do? What do you, what's your job? What are you going to do? Flat out said, we're joining the military, which is kind of weird that they think they're joining the military. Well, that legislation hasn't been passed, but it has been filed by the Democrats in the Senate. God help us if we don't keep at least one house in this election, because we're going to see things we've never seen before. Like what just happened in California? Do you see this? This actually, this law actually passed in 2023, but it's gone into effect. Migrants. That's code for illegal immigrant. Now work can work as police officers in California. Now, here's how they put it, and the media is really good at lying to you. By the way, they did this in Colorado, too. California and Colorado have passed laws that will permit non-citizens authorized to work in the U.S. to become police officers. Well, that sounds like nifty and legal, doesn't it? Non-citizens authorized to work. Well, here, but are they here legally? <laughs> No. Um, Remember when I explained to you how Joe Biden has made fake work authorization papers? They're not real. Um, But to give them to, it's kind of like when the tooth fairy leaves you that certificate in exchange for your tooth. It's not a real certificate. Yeah, it's no. Yeah, it's like that's fake. Um, uh, Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security is allowing them to do a couple of things, use their arrest warrant as work authorization. They also give them their notice to appear, which doubles as a work authorization. They also are issuing actual work authorizations. These people are still here illegally, which means they are literally minute to minute in the process of breaking our laws and 
are not legally able to qualify to carry a gun. I guess they'll just hand the guns out to them. Do you see what's happening here? Folks, if you've been listening to me for a long time, you knew this was coming. I, look, no. Back in the middle, you know, the beginning of deep police, remember Obama's regime published that report? And their plan was to take over those local police departments. And the way they were going to do this back then, uh, they were going to offer to, hey, we'll pay the salaries of all the commanders and we'll train them ourselves so they'll answer to us, not your local mayors and city councils. And then the plan was to gradually pay the entire bill for police departments so they would be federally hired and trained and, of course, answer to the federal government, a true horror that our founding fathers would have freaked out over. Well... That plan never came to be, but what it showed you was where they intended to go, why they were terrorizing police officers, why they were lying on a loop about shootings and still continue to to this day to justify deep policing. What are they doing? They are purging police departments just as they were purging the military. Why? Got to get the same kinds of people out of them. Those who are loyal to their communities, loyal to their families, loyal to America, Freedom, the Constitution, and our way of life. Got to get them to heck out of here. And then you get the Organization for Islamic Cooperation to go ahead and bring those Muslim, in 700, Muslim men in 700 to 1,000 a day. And they seem to think they're joining the military. Should be interesting. Um, not if we retain a House of Congress. They won't, I hope. Republicans are crazy, so you never know. But listen to what we got here. So we got California, got Colorado, have passed laws that would permit non-citizens Authorized to work in the U.S. to become police officers. And every illegal is now authorized to work. you got to understand. So that's, that's the part here that they're not, they're not telling you. Uh, as pol- this is uh, NBC News. As police officers struggle to recruit and retain officers, as police departments struggle to retain and recruit officers, some take look at a previously untapped pool of applicants. Yeah, that's because these departments have been perched. And they've been perched. Here's the problem that the Democrats have, and it's a big one. If you're going to go full totalitarian regime, complete with dual justice, you can't have police officers answering to a police chief who ultimately answers to a mayor or a city council. I mean, that's awfully local, right? And they can't get your little mitts on that. So what they're trying to do is make sure they answer to them. What they've got to do is get non-native populations in here, preferably populations with a natural disdain for us, like the Muslim men coming in. Uh, who are not going to have any affinity for Americans or our way of life. Then you load the military up with that. By the way, the left is delusional. They're not going to be able to control these guys either. But I guess they figure it's an improvement over police officers who answer to us. Oh, and you know what you're going to have? Massive cartel infiltration of our police departments. They are going to be very much what they are in Mexico, which is essentially arms of organized crime themselves. Or we could just win the next election. We could do that too. And it all goes away. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your- 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 